Hi, hi, I'm Ray. Hey, it's Bree, and this is the R&B podcast, a pop culture podcast where we wrap up the most recent pop culture events, except today we are doing a 2020 year in review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly a year in review because what a year it was, but at the same time, we haven't even really, we haven't done a podcast since September 9th. Let's mm-hmm. just get that out in the open. Yeah, we did take a long hiatus unannounced. A long unannounced hiatus. So unannounced that we didn't even know we were taking the hiatus. But to be fair, the last quarter of the year, uh, what a way to end. What a way to end. 2020 said, I'm going to finish strong. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like I feel like I was oddly busy the last few months. But also, like, there was, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot happened, but I don't know if it was just me. But it also got to a point where I was like, I don't even want to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, because really, after September 9th, like, really, that's when election season just, like, ramped up. Everything just went literally to just crap. Yeah. Yeah, election season really did, like, I mean, it's still low-key happening, so <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Just a I mess. Like, yeah, like, I feel like that's what most of the news cycle has been. And, like, I don't know, there were quite a few, I feel like, concerts and, like, stuff that happened the last few months, but, like, I mean, honestly, the election and just finishing up the semester of school, like, took all of my, like, brain capacity. Yeah. And with, like, different COVID things, like, you had COVID. Mm -hmm. I, like, had to quarantine with my niece and nephew for a full two weeks who were exposed to COVID. So I was, like, teaching kindergarten and running a daycare all at the same time. It was just, there was a lot going on. Yeah, I, it's unbelievable how yeah. much happened this semester. Like, I oddly also graduated a couple weeks ago, still looking at myself like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, such a weird time, I think, like, also, to, like, accomplish things, because it's, like, you want to boast and, like, be excited, but then it's, like, I don't know, like, it's almost like people, like, it's not, like, People are like, okay, cool, and they move on. Mm-hmm. Right? Or even then, it feels like people are like, you do realize we're in a pandemic, right? Like, mm-hmm. UT Twitter had this whole thing about um, not posting your GPA or not posting your grades or, you know, or, or like a list of your accomplishments and stuff like that. If in the event that you were also a person who um, tweeted about how much you were struggling. So if you... Like, basically, the argument was, if you were tweeting last week that um, you were having a hard time studying and that you, like, didn't understand the material, don't post the next week that you got an A on the exam. Because there are some of us who are actually struggling. And it's like, okay, you don't know that that person wasn't really struggling, you know? Yeah. I mean, we we talked about that. Because I feel like, I don't know, Michigan people, like, we really don't post our grades and I think it's because like it's like like so many people I don't know many people who ever get 4.0s at Michigan just because like 
there's never a semester where you're not taking a class that's just like ridiculously hard that like is made for you to basically not get an A. Um, I mean, like even this semester, there were classes where I definitely should have gotten like my A pluses, but they were like, no, like <laughs> you have mm. to get like one of my classes was like you got to get 110 to get an A plus. Exactly. And it's so it's yeah. So like that's like so Michigan doesn't have like that issue. And it's like when you talk about your grades, so you talk about it with like your close friends. But even then, because like everyone is struggling so hard, like we really it's like it's kind of taboo, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that a whole bunch of people like at UT were just boasting 4.0s. What I mean is like like I didn't have a 4.0, I, which um, we, we won't have to say it. but um I got a higher than like I graduated with honors I'll say that right Mm -hmm. but you have people who like I said will still post like you know you know still got all A's and B's and people will be like well last week you said you were failing and it's like okay let's let's all back up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like do you the amount of people that get on this app and cap is is ridiculous so the fact that you took that and was like, oh, everyone's failing. Like that, that to me is where I was just like, let's, let's buck up people. Yeah. It's, it's such, I, I don't know. It's so interesting because the culture is just different. Like I just, yeah. I don't know anyone at Michigan. I mean, I guess we all are like tweet, like if we were tweeting stuff about the school, it's about like our protests and COVID policy mm-hmm. and other, I guess maybe because we were preoccupied no one was talking about and also I just don't think we, we'd never really tweet about like being frustrated with classes and stuff like it's very internal I guess mm-hmm. oh no we have we have full-on daily texts and articles about the pass fail system and how um we're getting screwed over with grades like but people who go to UT are also a lot of people from Texas number one and you know how getting into UT if you have a certain grade point average coming out of high school you get into, you know, Texas public schools automatically. And so you have a lot of those kids who worked really hard to always get A's, to have, you know, all these extracurriculars and stuff. And then they get to college and they're like, why isn't this working? (laughs) You know, like, why am I not top 10%? And it's like, sweetie, we're all in the top 10%. We all sing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just uh, I'm glad I'm not in an environment like that because I feel like it just it would add so much more stress to school than there already is oh yeah I'm hurt and traumatized but it's fine I'm app- I applied for two more years so you know <laughs> <laughs> truly did I enjoy it yeah like as soon as I, I said I mean like I granted I did go to a school where that environment could very much be exist but like after high school, I was like, I never want to be having to stress and compete about grades ever again. If only. <laughs> it was a struggle for sure. And you definitely have to put in work. But I am glad that I went into something that I'm like, not something that I felt like I had to do because of the kind of life I want to live or something like that. Like I did something I'm truly passionate about. Mm-hmm. So like, which you did too. And I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't struggle because of that I'm just saying like, I don't feel like we struggle to do our work and stuff like that because it's like, um, or not, 
not struggle in like getting the grades. I'm saying struggle to like actually sit down and do it because we're somewhat of interested yeah. in what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? And so it doesn't no, feel I like we're going agree. to work. Yeah, I very much agree. Like it's very like I don't see like sometimes I'm like, did I take the easy route of getting the degree or just is it easy because like it's enjoyable? Because like I know if I were doing like a bunch of math classes like I would be miserable and suffering but like yeah sometimes the projects are hard and take longer than like typing up an essay but like it's fun (laughs) yeah and it's like I think we get this mindset that college has to be this like this stressful like like you said like math classes and I'm up all night reading books and I'm and it's like and really most of the time for us it's like really about cultivating our own creativity and Mm -hmm. pulling from what we have to say as opposed to like affirming or learning what other people have to say yeah and like I guess too part of it like I because I know my grades are so subjective that like at the end of the day like I feel like that helped me be like the grade matters but at the end of the day it really doesn't because a lot of I don't know if that's how yours were. A lot of my grades would be like grades of progress. So it's like, oh, you've very you've improved over these like four projects, so you're getting a higher grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can all subjectively grade 2020 in saying that it was. Some people, you know, acted as if the pandemic didn't exist. They went to Cabo at least twice. You know, <laughs> like they were living their best lives. And so for them, you know, 2020 wasn't that bad. And then the rest of us who were inside, we're ready for it to go. So <laughs> a question I have for you um, as we like are on the second day of 2021 is do you feel like you reached a new normal or are you still waiting for things to go back to quote unquote normal? I mean, I definitely think I have, like, a new normal. Like, I I don't know. I feel like it was going to naturally happen, it being my, like, junior year of college and now, like, senior year. But I do think I had a lot of, like, personal, like, growth. Like, I cook a lot more. Um, I think overall changing my relationship with food, being like, oh, you're eating for nutrients. Like, even if you don't think it tastes good at first, like, it's really not the point. (laughs) Um, Like... Um, I mean, like, even making my bed, which actually was a part of, like, a project for a class I took. Like, just simple things like that. Changing my wardrobe. I feel like I took the time that I never have had, like, ever in my life. Like, and we talk, we've talked a lot, like, outside the podcast about how busy high school is. Mm-hmm. And college, to an extent, is, like, a little bit less busy, but still, like, more than you'd have to do in a working life. Um, so I really like I feel like I took a lot of time I like was mad at myself I'm like I didn't read one book this year and then I realized like I've been reading fan fiction the entire year like I've read so many books essentially oh my gosh <laughs> um, yeah so it's like I was like I feel like I did a lot of like I don't really do resolutions because like I don't I don't really see the point I guess I like try to do like I try to just add habits to my life so 2016 I started doing like monthly playlists um and so like this year I haven't really thought about what habits I want to adapt but I was like 
there were some habits I started in June, July that I still do now. And I'm like, okay, like you have time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I mean, it's like also like, I guess part of it was because you can't like, I think because I couldn't control so much, so many outside factors. It was like, you can only control yourself. Um, That, that is what I had to do. (laughs) Um, But also like, I read a lot of articles and it's just like, what will be the new normal is just so interesting like I think I sent y'all that article that was like snow days just won't exist anymore because it's like so easy to just be like okay like y'all are staying at home but the kids can hop onto zoom or like I read an article about people wanting to like work only go to like the office two to three times a week and then work from home the other days of the week so it's like I'm very interested to see what happens now that because we had to adapt that a lot of old things that we just kept because they we didn't need a change I'm curious what changes are going to happen that's key I mean a lot there's been a lot of research and I think that we with the the fact that the entirety of 2020 really was a, a huge experiment and there was plenty of data out there that showed that you know working from home is more productive than uh, making people drive potentially, you know, in some cases people have like hour long commutes to the city, you know what I mean? They're forced uh-huh. to come in, in to, into work for like one meeting. Whereas, you know, when they're able to work on their own time and be spend more time with their families, their, pro- their productivity goes up. Now there's yeah. also the, the weight of, you know, when your home environment becomes your work environment, are you getting off your computer at, you know, five o'clock when you're supposed to? Or are you staying on, you know, an extra hour a day? You know, so uh, there, there are levels to it. You know, you don't want people to have to or to work to be more productive because they're doing they're working longer hours. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. I think it's definitely something to look into. I think a lot of people are asking if it's so easy to work from home, like you said, why not? But on the same side, for schools, it's been a major difficulty for, I know, a lot of college students. I personally am a person who benefits from, like, getting up and walking my tail of the class every day. Granted, I got online and went to most all my classes. Like, I wasn't a person who was just skipping a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. But I know that, like, I can't stay in my room all day. Or I can't, like, like I get real antsy. Like, I like I, I feel like I am in a better, like, okay, I like the 10 minutes I'm walking to class, I'm telling myself, okay, you're going to class. You're going to talk about this, this, and this. Like, I'm preparing myself, and then I'm there. But, like, when I'm at home, it's, like, I'm doing some everything in class. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, like, also emails have been so overwhelming this year because of it all being online. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I – because I already – being in a theater department, we already ran through emails a lot. Like, simply with, like, rehearsal reports and, like, daily calls and all that jazz. So, like – it sucked because it's like I already would get a lot of emails and now I'm getting two or three emails from the president each week I'm getting an email each week from my professors which was nice that like they were kind of like walking us through the semester but at the same time I'd be like so overwhelmed by like all these notifications and it really was like something that you could not turn off like 
being a student. Um, whereas it was like, you used to just go to class, you get the information and then you go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think yeah. school will return to like normal, normal. I think also because of like the social environment, like I miss like meeting new people and making new friends. Like I've had, I've like had stronger friendships grow during the pandemic, but like I miss like running into people on campus and like Mm -hmm. really developing like new relationships and you can't do that through zoom no one is interested t i think we are people that like make class friends like i'm Mm -hmm. always the person who like sits down in a class and then the person next to me is like just becomes my point of reference pretty much throughout the whole semester (laughs) Um, yeah so i mean i i definitely agree with you there like so I, I and that's what I think my answer is to this whole question is just I think I miss pieces of normal mm-hmm. but like I definitely agree that we're just moving into a space where there is going to be a new normal like I would give my left foot to go to a movie theater right now <laughs> yes <And> I know <laughs> like I know that they're open I know that they're open. I know people are going and they're like, it's socially distanced and blah, blah. I, I'm not going in the theater right now, people. I'm not. Like, especially because I, at least to my knowledge at this point, I haven't gotten it. Yeah. I've been tested. Today marks my fifth time being tested in the past 30 days. I've been negative every time. So I'll also get an antibody test on Monday just to see if possibly I had it and didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I... Like with all the people, with the people that I've been around consistently being like my family who just now got it like this past week or the past like couple of weeks, there's no way I wouldn't have spread it to them, you know, before now. So it's like, I really just feel like I am clean enough to have avoided it for so long. And I'd like to keep it that way. (laughs) I just like remember, like my last movie I saw was like, onward i think the pixar movie and like Mm -hmm. it was after like everything shut down like we would have had like our friday theater class but we were like okay like since we're not doing it like let's go to a movie so definitely wasn't very smart of us but we were like this might be like our last movie not really thinking that it was actually going to shut down theaters like our childhood theater closed this year Oh, I know. <laughs> that is R. so sad. Like, <laughs> literally the place to be. And kids from now on will not, like, my niece and nephew will never know. Yeah. Like, the I, joy of going to South Lake. I, like, joked. I was like, if I was around, like, The Bachelor, like, my hometown date would be South Lake. And it'd be like going to Cheesecake and going to Harkins and, like, going to the Valley. <laughs> because that's just so, like, suburban, this area. Mm-hmm. but like the fact that like Harkins doesn't exist there I mean Snuffer's going like that was a while ago but it's just like that area of town has just changed so much and it's like I don't even know what I mean I guess it'd be another movie theater but it wouldn't like nothing beats those five dollar tickets when we could like eat dinner and be like let's just go see a movie that's tea and you'd go and we literally went there to see the worst ones <laughs> right we'd be like okay we know these bad we don't need reclining seats like let's just watch it <laughs> but i mean 
that was like a part of like our like weekly routine like even if we didn't go see movies like my mom is a fiend for movie theater popcorn uh-huh. we would stop through south like just so like if we were shopping in south like she'd just go in there to get popcorn I you know that. like <laughs> yeah no she's she's a woman so i've thought about doing that i didn't now that i have like heard of someone else doing that i will definitely be just getting movie theater popcorn because it does it's not as good as like i mean the microwave version is just not as good (laughs) that's the tea um yeah i mean what now like thinking about it i was trying to think okay theaters are closed what movies did i watch this year and i drew a blank like i like I know that I like I watched movies. There were movies that were released, you know, on streaming that like I probably watched because everyone was talking about them. But like, what movies do you think you watched this year? I mean, that like left an impression. <laughs> I honestly feel like I only watched one movie this year. I'm like pulling up my Netflix to see what it was called. It was kind of fanficy, um, in the sense. Let me see if it's on my list. Was it the one with the lesbian girl and the himbo? Oh my goodness, yes. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I had to watch it for class. Oh, really? Um, the letters? The thing, I was, huh? The With the letters? Yeah, here's the, here's the tea, though. I was thinking about that movie, too. However, I do not remember the name of it. Right? And I cannot think of the name of it, but like, <laughs> I didn't dislike it. It just, like, I guess it's because, yeah. it's like, every other kind of rom-com movie for teens and Netflix like it really just blends together but if I were to say like any movie like Onward and that movie were the movies I watched this year (laughs) teen and that it's like really what did we watch in between I mean I just most recently watched Soul with Noah um which I thought was good um however it was you know what it like I did I thought it was a good movie the whole time, the only thing I was thinking is, is no one understanding it? And when we had about at 30 minutes left, she goes, um, how much longer do we have in this movie? <laughs> and I was like, we, you got 30 minutes, sis. Was it 90 minutes? It was, it was like two hours. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, come not, well, it may, it may have been closer to 90. Like, the, it was like, but you know, Pixar has like that 15 minute like ending so like I'll say without that like it probably was closer to 97 or something like that um but she would like it just it was very much about finding your purpose and like um following your dreams but like being yourself the whole time you know what I mean and it like follows like a guy in his like mid-30s I'd say Mm -hmm. I don't know it was a really cute movie and me and Felicia found, you know, some meaning in it, but she's five. So the whole time, all she was like is, my dreams are like unicorns. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I think that's part of the reason too, is like, I just don't feel like sitting down because I want to watch a movie. Like, I want to watch it in one sitting and like watching them at home just doesn't make me like inclined to do that. And also like, when I'm at home, I just want to watch old movies that I've already seen in theaters kind of thing. I don't think I have really watched many Netflix movies even before quarantine when I think about it. That's tea. I mean, and I think a lot of people are, like, moving 
towards that, like in, in my courses, in my film courses this semester, we really like touched on the Netflix movies sometimes seem better to us, like as an audience, even if like critics pan them because our, our expectations are already lower. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you go in, like you said, you may not be um, thinking, I'll watch this all the way through. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I need something to put on. So you'll like watch like the first 30 minutes and you may come back later. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like your expectations are lower. So like lower risk, like those are the kind of films that usually come out on streaming. However, like HBO Max has already made their decision for 2021 that they're going to offer all their movies, all their like big releases. So things like Dune, Suicide Squad. Um, Space Jam, In the Heights, and most recently, Wonder Woman. All those movies are going to come out on their app alongside the theatrical release for 30 days. Yeah, I heard about this. I mean, like, that's the thing. None of those movies are, like, that appealing to me. Um, I might watch In the Heights, um, but that's about it. (laughs) Another movie that Lin-Manuel Miranda decided to do and give himself a starring role. Yeah, but he, I thought him. Anthony um, Ramos is supposed to be the lead in this. He is the lead. Okay, However, Manuel is listed like first on IMDb. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I know he played the lead in like the OBC, but like I was like, wait, no way, he's doing the lead in the movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will say I'm excited about pretty much all of these movies. I think the most interesting thing to me was the reaction of the industry which was visceral like a lot of um a lot of the directors of these films are considering suing hbo actually that's wild wild. yeah i mean but when when you put into consideration i can see kind of both sides because on one side you know Things like Dune, which are, it's a huge movie, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a Star Wars technically, right? So that's like $200 million movie that in the event that most people can just watch it with their like, I don't know, I think HBO Max is like 15 bucks a month. Like if they can watch it with their $15 a month subscription, you know, they're not going to make that money back. And they also could potentially not make enough money to to fund the second one do you know what i mean yeah no i mean like i heard like mulan most likely didn't even make their money back from like and they like i think disney plus sold like special tickets for like the opening release or something um Mm -hmm. and like the thing though is like they can't keep postponing i think that's the thing they don't want to keep postponing things because like as soon as they're up and running, they're going to want to start, like, releasing, like, creating new products, Mm -hmm. which I think is why they made this move. And also, I know, like, HBO Max was making this move to, like, get more subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I, I do think, though, like, when movie theaters open, like, people are still going to prefer, like, the movie theater experience. Yep. Like, I think The Quiet Place 2 is supposed to come out next year, or I guess this year. And, like, no one's going to want to watch that at home, like, with their dog barking in the background and with other distractions. Like, they're going to want to go to the movie theater, which, like, I low-key think also has distractions of, like, people eating and stuff. But everyone was, like, the quiet place you must see in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, yeah, like, there's a certain 
environment for these movies, these blockbuster movies that like, like we say, Netflix movies don't have that quality to them. Like I would never pay money to, to see the kissing booth. <laughs> T. Like, and you're so right, even though we technically do pay money, like I don't but actually I think both of us are showing our parents subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. <laughs> the the point is it's like I am itching to get back into the theater. Now, will I watch these movies like on HBO Max because I want to see them and I want to be a part of the conversation, but I don't feel comfortable going to a theater right now? Sure. But like, I will definitely, like, Dune is one of those movies that I will see in theaters regardless. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm with you. I don't think people are going to just like throw it away, but this may be irrecoverable, irrecoverable damage to the to like the entertainment industry as they're trying to continue to pay their you know their staffs and do covid protocol which is insanely expensive you know what i mean yeah like without theatrical releases it's just really hard it's going to be hard to make the this you know uh more movies in general it's going to be even harder and close to impossible to do it safely yeah, I like that's the thing. The movie industry really has been the one that's been the most halted in entertainment. I mean, besides the theater industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, and like even artists, which they can do online, but like there are a lot of artists who are like making special merch. Like I know Five Seconds of Summer made merch to like support their crew because they haven't been on tour and they won't go on tour for at least another year. Exactly. But like that's what I mean. Like these, so like exactly like the music industry though has other ways of like getting money. As soon as quarantine happened and everyone was like support smaller artists, I was getting Betty Who merch. Like that's the thing. Like these, they're still getting some money, and I think that's why the movie industry, like HBO, made this move is because it's like we can't stay halted forever. Like I was looking at some of these releases for movies, and they essentially just postpone them an entire year it was like june 9th 2020 now june 8th 2021 and so like i feel like they're like the only way they can keep going is just by at this point releasing the movies and plowing through and i think i like i honestly think that's why they're doing it because they're like because movies and music and television have moved on and like aren't thriving per se but like they're doing what they need to do um yeah and i i honestly because at the end of the day like by not releasing these movies and possibly postponing them to what 2022 summer releases like that's taking up a whole summer slot that possibly if other stuff was getting filmed say like next this summer and like fall like they can't be released to what 2023 and so it's just like a domino effect of like yeah i guess especially when you're looking at christmas slots yes you know those like, Christmas and summer it's... slots are so important. And so, like, the fact that they already are, like, right now held for 2021, like, says a lot. Yeah. It's it's not a good look. And I think you're right in the sense that um, the movie industry, I can say, is, one of, is being the most stubborn right now in the fact that, like you said, pretty much everyone else in the world is like, okay, we got to figure this out and just plow through and and understand that some of us are going to get gypped. Yeah. I think that's the lesson of 2020 right now. Some of you, if not most of you, 
will get gypped. You're going to get the short end of the stick. And your job really is to grin and bear it for right now until we can get everyone back on, like, into a new normal. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's kind of like this whole um, presidential transition. The longer that you're postponing, the longer that you're fighting it, the longer that you're keeping it, um, like, at bay, the harder it's going to be once the transition actually starts. Yeah. I mean, it's just like how the longer we've held, I mean, essentially not have had a real true quarantine nationwide is why even with this vaccine coming out it's going to take longer for us to maybe get herd immunity like the more you drag your feet this the domino effect that happens is wild yeah which i mean even brings us right now to we're we're moving into january usually at the end of january we get what the the Grammys come first. Mm-hmm. Come February, we get the Oscars, the Emmys, the Golden Globes. Right now, we're looking at a place where it's like, okay, we know the Grammy nominations are sham. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number two, what what's going to be nominated? Yeah, I have no idea for, like, the other awards. The mu- Grammys were very disappointing because it was, like, it's not like anyone, like, music stayed getting released this year in fact i think more people released more music than they were supposed to this year um Mm -hmm. which is interesting because like like the movie slots concert slots are booked already for they were already booked for next summer as soon as people were like rescheduling tours so like i did find it very interesting like how many people were like doing surprise releases or new releases because like touring like i don't know when they're gonna be able to tour you know yeah um but yeah like i don't like uh the grammys were very 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 disappointing because yeah i uh, i'm still so mad about it. i just last year <laughs> because last year was so diverse and like granted like it was great because we got like Liz- lizzo and little nas x coming in the scene but even like billy because like she's not my favorite and like na- this year i'm like kind of mad about her noms like last year it was cool because she's like a new young artists it wasn't like the same old people getting nominations so like last year's was just very it, it was a very fun grammys and this year the people who should have been nominated and like i expected to be nominated weren't and there were people who like i didn't really know existed still who were getting noms and it was like what's happening yeah it was just it, it just seemed like it was tone deaf yeah it, it, it made me wonder okay who is who's the who's the academy let's let's who's in in the voting booths let's talk about that number one number two who like are are, like are y'all on islands like there are some people who believe at least like in the literary world right that you should listen without knowing who the artist is Mm -hmm. and that like you should also listen and not listen to what anyone else has to say. Like, you're not listening yeah. to any reviews. You're not listening to the audience. You're not looking at streams. You're not looking at um, radio play or um, in, like, I guess, book world, like New York Times bestsellers. All you're looking at is the content and what is there. But even still, with that in mind, it you just look at the nominations and you're like, what? Yeah, it real. it's, like, so... It was very frustrating. Like... I, because I've been watching all these award shows because, like, BTS kept performing, and 
who I would I saw like the weekend there all the time. Obviously, I think Meg and Doja both got like new artist noms. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So like those were. Like those four were like constantly doing. Even Miley, those were the people who like at every award show this past like summer that like they managed to come up with. We're doing performances. Like I expect to see the weekend get nominations. Um, yeah, and like the thing. Well, I think in the I think in the in terms of Miley, Miley's was more um, album promotion than it yeah. was about nominations because she missed the deadline, so she's going to be twenty twenty two. Yeah, but like that's the thing, like. Watch her not get noms next year. Like, I'm going to keep my eye out for it because it was like, I mean, I also didn't listen. So who's to say? But it's like things like that where it's like, these are like the people who are constantly seeing. And I, I honestly was surprised that BTS got one nom. But like, the thing was, I would have felt better about their only, like their one nom if like the people who I expected to be getting nommed and I felt like deserved to also get nommed got those nominations. Like Harry deserved more, I feel like. <laughs> don't even look, we don't we don't have to talk about it because i i will literally like go off because fine line is such a masterpiece and for it to only have literally like one nomination and then for the one nomination to also go to watermelon sugar come on right really yeah really yeah it just it makes you wonder okay what are harry's real connections to you know the Grammy um, committee. I mean, he really doesn't have and, any because I One Direction never got any noms. I don't think. No, um, exactly. But then you look at Justin Bieber, and it's like, okay, well, his you know um, his manager is Scooter Braun. Granted, when you look at Ariana, Ariana always gets the nominations. She doesn't always win. Yeah. We, last year was the um, was the proof of that, but. It's clear that she has the connections to at least get nominated and to get invited two years in a row to perform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that Harry has that same direct connection, which, but that just is neither here nor but there. But also, I just that think should, that, like, he shouldn't need those connections. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, that is the end all be all. But it just gets to the point where you even wonder, like, with it being this much of a mess, Who's going to watch? And it's already been a ratings disaster. Yeah. No, like, it's the day after my birthday. So, like, I was already planning before noms came out. Like, oh, like, that can be, like, a fun little birthday party. Because it's not like I can do, like, anything else besides hang out with my housemates. Um, And now, like, I really, like, because also, like, I don't know. Some of these award shows, they happen faster. So maybe I will still watch. But, like, I am kind of overseeing a ben- essentially a bunch of music video performances from everybody. Um, yeah. I'm ready for live performances again. Yeah. But you guys heard our VMA recap. Like, that that was, what, an hour and, and 45? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, ma'am. Sign me up for two. <laughs> but, like, also, like, because, okay, so that's the thing. So VMAs were quick. But, obviously, I had my Korean awards season one of the award shows, literally six hours. And I was yeah. like, Grammys might be, like, not going to be up there six hours, but I can see them taking their whole, like, four-hour slot that they usually take. Yeah, it's bare minimum three every year. Um, but I, I really hope that they do showcase some live music. Like I do, too. I, 
I don't know if you watched, it's on YouTube. I encourage a lot of you to go watch um, the Chloe and Halle performance that they did for Verizon. Mm-hmm. So good. And it was so good to just hear live music. And even they were like commenting, like, it's a little weird without applause, you know, <laughs> but like it, it just felt different, especially like for me, like listening to the outro and listening like to like the band, like, you know, play the encore like it was just like oh my gosh I haven't had this feeling in a long time you know what I mean yeah but it's also like I can just see it though like in performers like performers faces it's just not the same the same like they Mm -hmm. used to get like I feel like artists used to get like a certain glow when they perform and like it's just not there anymore and it's like like, I can only watch, like, Miley do Heart of Glass so many times. Like, <laughs> and I love it. But it's, like, I just can't, like, like, I can't do another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and that that just is the tea, is that I feel like, especially music, is such a dependent art where, like, I feel like most movie makers even though they shouldn't feel this way feel like I just make my art and I just create and I put it out in the world and it just like exists do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like musical artists truly like vibe off the energy that they get from the people in front of them exactly like a lot of their performances is dependent on the energy that they're being given back it's like when Wendy Williams as the lips was like play with me play with me like it's so important (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh i if i was in that crowd i would have lived my best <laughs> life i people would have been like is she okay <laughs> yes <laughs> that is the performance of 2020 <laughs> it really is it's my comfort song it was my first song i played in 2021 um yeah oh i wish i would have thought to do that honestly yeah there was a there was a couple weeks in there where like every day I would come home after having the kids all day and I would just like listen to that song <laughs> and just dance in my room by myself <laughs> to the point that my nanny was like, you're sure you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is all I need. Like it was, it's so, it's so good. Like I also didn't mean it to be my first song of 2021. I made like my January playlist and I just click shuffled and I let, God decide and he chose Day of New Yorker and I said <laughs> yes sir <laughs> we love to see it oh my gosh but speaking of top songs what were your top artists of 2020 I mean obviously it was BTS T- Tomorrow by Together which is my other K-pop group that I listened to um, I believe Beyonce- how many hours are we talking uh, I don't know. No, I mean, I was in the top like 0.5% of BTS listeners. Um, so well, quite a bit because I had a lot of mutes that like were like the 1% or like not even the point percent. So like I was filling myself. I was like, okay, like <laughs> the dedication um, is there. The dedication is there. I mean, it wasn't even like meant to be dedication, but like, yeah, I don't. Bet- Betty, I think, made it in my top five. And Troy. Troy definitely Tea. did. Yeah. And honestly, I love his new EP. I still listen to it. Um, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing about 
your or I don't know about your second K-pop group, but the interesting thing about your your five is I think pretty much all of them put out music this year, right? Yeah. So like BTS put out music. Like Beyonce didn't. No, but I was thinking the homecoming. As all of us were at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> I feel like everyone had a homecoming phase. And like because okay, because homecoming is like the best shower album to listen to. And I think mm-hmm. maybe part of it was all of us probably craving that live performance again. Um, especially in the summer where so many of us had like can- canceled like concerts and stuff. Like I was like, oh man, like Coachella, even though like they're kind of canceled. I was like, to I wish I could have been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A moment in history that truly none of us missed because we all saw it on Netflix, but like we all really missed it. Yeah um so like yeah that album is thrilling but yes um basically yeah everyone released new music this year yeah txt runs just like bts where they they released two new albums this year and actually all of their like songs from their first three albums they've only had four and the fourth one they released at the end of october um all of the songs from the first three albums made it in my top 100 (laughs) oh my goodness so i like honestly that's the thing. If Dynamite didn't come out, um, TXT would have had my number one song, most streamed song. Oh, she's admitting it. <laughs> she may have me cut it in post, though, so we'll see. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I mean, I'm pretty loud about, like, so their fandom is, like, their fans are called MOA. So, like, me being a MOA army is what it is. I'm pretty loud about it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Well, I must say that my top five is also as predictable as yours. <laughs> like, obviously, my top is Ariana, mm. which we've been there. Yeah. Um, even though I had a couple of people, like, from, like, the very first podcast that we did, like, tell me that they didn't know that I was a stan. And I'm like, I've been here. Where where have all of you yeah, been? Yeah, you've been having um, some fights with us because we're not position fans. <laughs> I, we don't have to talk about that. Um, I uh, I just got a notification from people that jo- Zoe Kravitz just filed for divorce after 18 months. Wow. Um, sorry. A little breaking news for you guys. Uh, yeah. Which even, to be fair, uh, Positions wasn't my um, number one album. It was the Sweetener live tour. Yeah, Positions also came out called- pretty late. So... It did. It came out like a month or two ago. Like, yeah. So my top songs and everything come from the Sweetener Live Tour album. And that came out which... last December? T. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was literally like either Christmas Day or, yeah, it was either Christmas Day or New Year's Eve. One of Do the you two. Feel I can't like, remember. Because I personally felt like a lot of the songs I was listening to, like, honestly, pre-quarantine made it in, like, my top 20. And I don't know if you felt like yours was skewed that way as well. No, only because most everything that I um, like, like, oh, let me just finish my top Sorry. five and I'll <laughs> tell you why. No, you're fine. I just, I like, it just goes along with the point that my other two, my other four are Five Sauce, Miley Cyrus, Dua Lipa, and Harry Styles, oh. which no, in no particular order, um, which one I think proves how basic I am. But two, I guess like um Chloe all... and Hallie in there. I guess hmm? like Chloe and Hallie in there. Tbh, I didn't start listening 
to ungodly hour heavy until like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. i feel like it was a really fall album for me yeah it is and it's a warm album (laughs) it is warm it is very warm um but like all those people put out music this year um and a lot of that music came out in like march april Mm, okay so really like like it was like I remember we went into quarantine and then like maybe two weeks later we got both Dua and or I got both Dua and Five Sauce. And so I feel like I held on to those albums so much. One, because I was trying to get Five Sauce streams up. <laughs> but yes, two, we love it. <laughs> but two, just because like it's what I went into quarantine with. And so like I had nothing else to do but really listen to these albums and like dream about being outside of my house. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was cleaning to them and, like, like basically, like, me- little menial tasks that I was doing, like, everything I was doing, I was listening to those, you know, two albums. Miley Cyrus just came out, like, in November as well. Plastic Hearts, hands down, is, like, me and an album. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been a really big Miley fan. Like, Breakout was her first album. And one of the first albums that I ever owned, like, in physical copy. It reminds me so much of just, like, original Miley. And I really, really liked mm-hmm. it. And then Obby Harry came out in, like, February. Yeah. Which is, like, pre-quarantine, but still in that, like, realm of comfort music that I was kind of, you know, holding on to. So really, I feel like it was like, and I'm also a person who listens to music, like by in times, like music really defines a time in my life for yeah, me. I agree. So, like you said, with your monthly podcast, my monthly playlist, yeah. I kind of do the same thing, but I don't do it as like regularly. Like if I'm like, oh, I'll just like date this podcast or whatever, whatever day that is, and then like make the playlist like like that. So. Yeah, I just feel like I'm very loyal to, like, what's coming out that year. Mm-hmm. And these were really, like, just defining, defining albums for this time. Interesting. I feel like, actually, I know for a fact, Gleekhouse is going to be at my top five at the end of this year. Because I'm, yeah. it's been ten- I feel like we both went through Glee phases. Well, the thing is, it's like, it's going to be ten years since I start Because I started watching season two so like my march playlist i don't think i'm gonna have anything but glee this year and that's kind of why i do the monthly yeah. playlist is because i like to like kind of theme them of like to like represent a time of my life um so like because yeah mm-hmm. glee cast hasn't been up in my top like yearly artists in a few years they definitely my decade artists but yeah i feel like they're gonna maybe be number one again this year <laughs> I feel like they were, I mean, you mean 2021? Yeah, 2021. Okay. Because I, I I think they were like never like 17, 18 in like my 2020 maybe. Only because I know we were both having a moment where we were re-watching. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of people were, especially with like um, Kevin and Jenna coming out with their podcast. I think a lot of people were re-watching alongside them. Um. But also, just with the passing of Naya, like, I think a lot of people got real nostalgic this year. So, what 
I, I guess that leads into like the next question is what were you really like binging? Like, did you have any, like, I know that you have a comfort show, so I just want you to out yourself to the world right now. Um, but what really were your quarantine binges and was there anything that you like started and just like didn't finish? Are you talking about Degrassi is my comfort show? I meant Desperate Housewives. Oh no, that like Desperate Housewives is my new like I guess not obsession because I'm I finished it, but man, like that show really uh, I'm like so mad. I was like, I wish I was like a young adult in the early two thousands so I could have watched this. And I think because I'm so fascinated with shows that are such time capsules, and I feel like I mean like obviously any show that comes out this year is gonna be time capsule. But I also feel like a lot of our shows aren't, like, like, they're not really aging as much as the shows of the early 2000s did, simply because of, like, Mm -hmm. how technology has advanced. And now, like, it still advances, but it's not to the extent. Like, think about it. iCarly and, like, Victoria's had, like, pair phones. And so, like, those shows aren't that dated. Like, because we're like, oh, like, that's a funny gag. Like, we all still have our iPhones and stuff like that. But, like, simply, like, watching these moms, like, spread their gossip through calling each other. And, like, the thing was, like, they witnessed, like, this mom get arrested from her house. And no one's filming it. So it was just, like, interesting because it was, like, so things that would be normal now just were not happening then because it didn't exist. So I think that's why I was so, I enjoyed it and so fascinated by it. And also, Mm -hmm. funny thing about the show, there's a time jump at the halfway point. The show technically ends in 2019. And I was like, man, if they would have ended in 2020, they'd like technically it'd be so like screwed because it just wouldn't be like accurate. I was like, how did they manage to do that like perfectly? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, so Desert Housewives, I binged. I binged New Girl all again, which I do that every year uh, because it's such an easy background show. Tea. I feel like this is the first year that I finished it, actually. Really? I like, I think I've watched it every year of college. Because I think it ended, maybe it ended our freshman year. So, except for since it ended, I've watched like the whole series like each year. Um, mm-hmm. Degrassi, which was a big one, I watched all of quarantine. And like that was 15 seasons. And like, those middle seasons have upwards of 40 episodes a season. So that took almost my entire quarantine. And also like 30 minute episodes. They're like or... 20 minute episodes. Um, okay. So like you can, that's the thing. We like will end up, me and my housemates were watching it. I don't know how I convinced them to watch it, um, but they were fascinated by it. I think because it's one of those shows that was so taboo and like a lot of kids weren't allowed to watch it. So they are probably like interested. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we would sit and watch, like, a third or half a season in, like, a day and be like, wow, that was really embarrassing of us. Um, <laughs> and then also just Survivor, Big Brother, and Amazing Race. I binged quite a few of those seasons this year, which was good. Because I've actually only seen, like, half of the Survivor seasons um, and like half of the Big Brother seasons, so like I've been watching a lot of the older seasons. I I guess I'm going through a period of time where I'm watching a lot of old TV. <laughs> yeah, which I think is valid, seeing as how we have so much time, and it's like 
you're always gonna have it's like a catch-up you know yeah it's like a catch-up I but like I'm talking about like a lot of the shows I've been like season like we just went to Missouri and you were we were watching Survivor from 2001 that's what I like I've been watching a lot of like early 2000s television and I don't know why I'm okay watching like non-HD but it's uh, but to to be fair too it was also a very timeless thing like yes the game has changed and you guys could point out the ways that the game has changed in the past i don't know 20 years but the t is is that the premise is always there Mm -hmm. they're never going to have technology out there there's never going to be any real like discernible factors as to that they are in 2001 and not in shitty quality (laughs) yeah They made honestly it's the game has gone like not the game. I think the game has gone harder, but the like envi- living environment has been easier. Honestly, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't watch very many. Like, I mean, besides like Tiger King, I don't think I watched anything that people were like raving about. And it's because like I was so deep in like the shows I was invested in. That's tea. Well, I mean. We we both I know we both watched I don't know if you finished Never Have I Ever did you? Ugh yeah I didn't like it. Yeah I I think we talked about that. Um, I got really into sitcoms halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Which one? I was. Well, I was really thinking that I was going to um, that I was going to go to sitcom route route for my grad application, and mm. I ended up going the drama route. Whatever. Um, I should have known who I am. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like which I think just brings me to the things that I just didn't finish like Sex in the City I really thought would be my thing especially seeing as how much I love Carrie Diaries I hate to say it I don't really like Sex in the City um I I think I I don't know and maybe it's just because um I don't really like the writing which brings also up Emily in Paris which I didn't finish I probably got through the first two episodes which, fun fact, written by the same person, don't like either of them. Oh, so, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, same creator. So I'm wondering if, because it felt like they were really trying to remake, like, they were really trying to remake, like, a Sex and the City vibe, but, like, put it in Paris. You know what I mean? Mm. It just wasn't, it just didn't work. And it didn't work for a lot of people, which I think is interesting because even the um, main actor, uh, Lily Collins, was like, I'm accepting all your feedback and we'll implement it in season two. Would you just like, there's a lot of shit that doesn't get a second I season. So and the fact that you can say that. Because like, she's not a bad actress. Like she's in some, like she, she's in like lesser known movies, but she did really well in them. And I just feel like she, like this Emily in Paris is low key, like ruining her. It, it's just that bad. B. It, it It's just so tone deaf. And it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, I feel like did you know this is a rhyme? Night- did, you, did you know that? It's supposed to be, what? you're supposed to say Emily and Perry. <laughs> Get out of my No, face. Netflix said it is. I read an article. Netflix said that the show is supposed to rhyme. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm saying get out of my face. I, Those are two different things. I cackled. I literally was like, they did not. <laughs> but also, like, shouldn't there be an accent? I don't really know. I didn't do French. So I don't really no, know. No, there's no. I took French. There is no accent, and yeah, it technically is petty, but it's like it's not like we're not going to say that, and they know that. Yeah, I feel um, like they should have marketed it better for them to like 
have like I was like no one was calling the show that at all exactly it was just it was a train wreck after train wreck but like you said I love Lily Collins like Love Rosie is definitely one of my comfort movies I I will watch that movie every single day if I had to like if someone put a gun to my head and was like watch this movie every day I'd sit down (laughs) I have not seen Um, that there's like I think there's like a wartime movie that she's in that I really enjoyed um look don't don't ask me that because I surely don't know (laughs) um but yeah I also started Schitt's Creek which a lot of people recommended to me saying that I would love it I think thinking that I would like really identify with the David character and just like fall in love with Mm -hmm. it I've watched two episodes I'm not really into it um I mean for the first couple week for the first like week of 2021 I'm not doing tv movies social media any of it mm-hmm. so i'm like i obviously aren't am not going to continue for right now but like when i go back to you know the world and media as a whole i'm just not sure that i'll pick it back up mm-hmm. um but i also binged like things that i liked like bridgerton which I don't know if you've seen a lot of people talking about it. I think it's been a kind of low key thing. Where like actually I've heard a lot about it. Really? Yeah. are keeping it. Uh, yeah, under a lot wraps. of my circles have been like talking about Bridgerton, and like I'm actually like because like I said, I don't really usually watch things that people talk about because I think like never have I ever. All our friends are talking about that show, and then it was bad. And there was something else that they were all talking about that I watched, and I was like, this was also bad. Um, but Bridgerton, I'm actually intrigued by. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it is interesting. I can't say that it's something that, like, if I had to come back to it weekly, I'd watch. But, like, it was a really good binge. And um, I don't know. I think the ending, I think they were really aware of the fact that it is an experiment. And they didn't really know if people were going to watch. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of tied up everything pretty neatly. But I think that they still have enough to like build on a second season. So I'm excited to see where they go with it. It's something that I may even watch a second time. So. I mean, I also we'll see. low key think that gives like, I mean, having it be a part of the Shondaland, is that how we say it? Like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big deal for Netflix. Yeah, yeah, no. But Shonda is like team Netflix all the way now since she quit ABC. Yeah. So this is like the first thing that she's like, um, producing which we want to like make that clear she is not the creator nor is she the writer on Bridgerton it's just she just produced it like give the creator and the writer his his due credit because he did a great job um but yeah Shonda picked well yeah like I was like okay Netflix I see you getting real like producers which they have done but I think, like, mm-hmm. what is intriguing about Bridgerton that, like, even the preview, it doesn't look as bad as, like, other, like, Netflix series do. Oh, no, it's a good, it, it does seem more real. Yeah. I'll give you that. Where it feels like it could be on TV if they wanted to. Although, I don't know that I could pin down a network that I would put it on. Oh, no, exactly. I don't think so either. Yeah, like, really, like, thinking of, like, the tops like CBS, NBC, ABC, even FX. I don't think I'd. But yeah, also, I don't think I'd ever put it. It on. doesn't seem like the type of show that like needs more than ten episodes a season. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's like the I difference think, with I think, I think Netflix right. shows and like real network. Like you can't write. I mean, they do start with like thirteen episode arcs, I guess, before like they like pick up some shows for full seasons. But at the same time, like usually you need to have something that you can develop over like twenty two episodes or so. See, even though This Is Us seems to be like wanting to stick to this like 10 episode or even like four episodes a, a season kind of well thing. i think we're like splitting it up into this two. is us has art always had like i think 17 or 18 episodes they always hovered below the normal which i'm not mad about but yeah like they did only release four episodes um pre like holiday hiatus but i was i was looking ahead of the schedule because you know i'd be i'd be watching that show and I think they're saying there's a new episode I think this coming Tuesday and they're supposed to be like basically like showing every week for like a few months, I guess. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I think they're doing Sounds a full good. season. It's just that they only I think they only were able to record or not record <laughs> film like four episodes before like a holiday break. That's tea. That's tea. I mean, something that we watched pretty much together that probably shouldn't have was a teacher (laughs) (laughs) which is something that they may have been like how many of these can we record and then like let's see if we can continue a teacher for sure oh I know man I like the thing with the teacher was like I wasn't like super excited about it because I remember I thought it was a movie yeah when I saw that it was I was like three episodes on Hulu I was like episodes I thought I was about to watch a movie with Dick <laughs> Robinson so I really exactly. had no idea what I was getting into and then y'all already start watching it before I could get to it um, and we're already talking about how awful the soundtrack and like the plot is and like honestly I real I think I realized part of the issue with like things with like a student teacher relationship is that the teacher like simply needs to just be a villain and you can't like make try to have the audience sympathize with them because there's just no way for any of us to actually feel bad for the teacher um and so I'm kind of like I feel like it's one of those plots that just shouldn't be made because it just isn't good yeah I mean, and that's what I was telling my sister, too, like, to your point, is that that is a great conversation to have. The fact that convicted felons who go in for maybe, like, minor drug charges and end up spending 10 years in prison or, like, people that get caught shoplifting three times, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? And then they end up with longer sentences. Like, those are the stories that we need to look at and say, oh, they got out of jail and they couldn't find housing and they couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. That's so sad. Like, that's where we do that. We don't do that with teachers that sleep with their students. Yeah. We can't, we can't have that conversation there. Yeah. Like, you can sympathize a little bit with, like, someone, like, robbing, I guess. Because, it's like, they do it out of, like, need. Like, usually out of the need, Necessity. I feel like. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that was a thing. Like, that was where I think. you can make that argument. Yeah, exactly. You can make the argument that they're, they need to do that. And I think that was it. That was the whole thing. The whole problem with the teacher, a teacher was one, we just did not believe that the teacher was hot enough for like the students to be like interested <laughs> in her. But also it just was so like the whole time you're just like, why are you doing this? And like, 
you know like she knew what the consequences were and so you're just the whole time you're like rooting against her and you don't care what happens to her like exactly it was one of those things where I think on like the couple first episodes you were like what is she doing like her husband isn't a bad person and I like I and I think at the time I was just like well yeah because like they have to put all the onus on her like she has to own the fact and she can be the only person like we can't give her any excuse to have like sexually assaulted this child yeah. like we can't we can't do that like that was my initial thought but then at some point i was like okay we need to figure out why you are so dead set on being with an as which he, I guess he did turn 18, but with a 17 year old, like we need to figure, figure that Dude, out. Because yeah. What were you, what are you doing? And then to just say it and then act like, Oh, well people are like, why? Like she, it seems like she never fully came around to the fact that she was wrong. And then to, to make it worse was like the Pence <laughs> ultimate episode. Maybe. Yeah. That one, they try to make us like really sympathize with her and like really try to give her like this sad backstory and it was like it's still unexcusable and like nick's character eric at the finale spoiler but i mean honestly don't waste your time watching this um unless you want to support nick robinson um literally which we do always always but he was like i my brother is 17 i looked at him and he looks so young and like it's so true like teenagers just look so young that it was like it like and that's me coming out early. I'm like 20, almost 22. Like, I'm not that far from like high schoolers. And it's just like, it just is like, why are you doing this? Like, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And honestly, like, Nick Robinson did a phenomenal job acting. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes, I was, was like given? tearing up. And I was like, this show is so bad, but you're doing so good. <laughs> Exactly. Considering what he was given, he did it. He did that he thing. Did. Proud of him. Oh man! But yeah, I mean, really, what a year in review. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think there was a lot of bad we could have talked about, but I feel like overall, we made it sound a little a little more entertaining than it was. Yeah. <laughs> It was like we watched all this stuff, but like there was so much dead time. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Like if even if we were to podcast over the past like couple months, what would we really have had to say? It would have been me giving Desperate Housewives <laughs> updates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we will not be receiving comments. Or I, I will be deleting any comment that comes up that you would want that content. So don't even ask for <laughs> don't it. Don't even. Because honestly, I can't like, I, I have to like give that show like five years before I can rewatch it again, honestly. We've come to the end of our podcast and we usually do Sorry Not Sorry's, which is our moment to say what we're thinking, what we're feeling and what we may feel strongly about um, over the week. But since this is our 2020 recap, um, episode, I thought that we could talk about or just say a couple things that we are manifesting for 2021. So B, what are you manifesting? Um, I know like all my friends are tired of hearing me say this, 
Um, but Bruno Mars has not released an album in over four years. (laughs) (laughs) I am wait. I literally every day I am waiting. His notifications haven't been turned off since 2016. Like anytime he tweets, I notice he tweeted like a bunch of sparkles the other day and people were like, they count. I I read the comments. I didn't bother counting myself, but apparently there's 130 of them. So people are like, oh, January 30th, which like. Is a Saturday, so I don't think anything's dropping then. But I was like, man, if he like came back with something on my birthday, no one, literally, no one can say anything to me the rest of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, when the album drops, no one can say anything to me for the rest of the year. Um, But that is what I, I, I need it. I want it. I've been waiting. Um, I'm ready. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I, what 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 um, else would I manifest? <laughs> you know, I don't I because it's you, I honestly <laughs> don't know. But I love that for you and I hope that come your birthday we have some form of good. I don't even really want it for my birthday because like I I just want it this year. Like I, like, don't, I honestly, the people who have, like, their theories about January 30th, like, I'm not even on that train. Um, I just, he's been talking about it. He's been talking about he's been in the studio. And I'm just, like, how people are waiting for Rihanna, I've been waiting for Bruno. Um, Nikki also says she's working on music, but I don't think she's going to release anything for, like, until 2022. Because, like, her kid is still, like, a baby, so... T and we just got pictures of him and he is the cutest little fluffer. I know. So, I I was uh, so excited for photos because it's been like has it only been a month? I don't even know. But like she was keeping him. No, hidden. it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. I think he's at least four months. Yeah, like oh man, I doesn't as much as like I don't support her husband, Nikki is so happy with this child and like it's something that she's been like rapping about for years like having a family so I'm just so happy for her and I'm really excited for this music that she's making because I'm like this is gonna be like very soft Nikki and I'm so excited you were a pink print girl I yes I do love pink print I you know it's my comfort you'd be like and I'm like I'm listening to pink print you're like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you're right but yes all right what are you manifesting <laughs> Well, now I feel like a square, <laughs> but it's my, it's my part. So I'm just not even gonna, you know, whatever about it. Like I said earlier, I'm like off socials, off whatever, which I do periodically through the year. Yeah. But I think right now I'm really just trying to manifest like positivity, peace and presence, mm-hmm. you know, in my life and just like taking it a day at a time. Cause like I said, I graduated a couple weeks ago, like, a, like finding a job in covid is a lot Mm -hmm. but also like waiting to hear back on grad applications which shout out to be to uh, shout to brie because lord knows that i would not have turned them in (laughs) had she not been like holding a gun to my head like mariah (laughs) like so i'm just like i was just so stressed for the majority of the last quarter of the year that i'm really just focusing on like myself and just trying to be as positive and peaceful and present as I can Mm -hmm. I think I think really because like 
a crazy realization I'm coming to is that like I've always known who I am and like what I want to do. Like I've all like like I told you earlier this week, I ended up finding like one of the first screenplays I ever wrote, which was like for my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I forgot at some point that this is what I've wanted to do like for a good part of my life. Yeah. Like in third grade, like my my thing was I want to be a director. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so it's like I've always been I'm gonna be an English major, I'm gonna study creative writing, I may go to film school, like that's always been the plan. And like when people ask me, I've always like just said it. And like I guess in some form been just speaking it into existence because I it's always been what I wanted. Yeah. But like now that I'm like here and graduating and it seems to be like more tangible and manageable now, I'm like, oh crap. Like that really is like like I really like sat down and said this is what I want to do. I'm gonna be my authentic self and like here we are trying to do it. So mm-hmm. we're trying to calm down and enjoy it. Yeah, that's good vibes. <laughs> good vibes only. Well, all right, guys. That has been this week of um, R&B. Quick note, the death toll in the U.S. from COVID-19 is up to 347,788 people. Wild. Put your mask on. D- put your mask on. And stay your tail at home if you can. But while you're there, listen to R&B, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, let us know that you're listening, and share us with the world if you can. And as always, thanks for listening, and we promise we won't take as long as last time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Empty promises. What? Empty, empty promises? Thank you.